Hello and welcome to the Thought Loop Podcast, where getting high is not needed, but it sure is welcomed. I am your host, The Trip Keeper, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple things, and one of those couple things is Terrifier 2. I said in a previous poll on Instagram about two months ago, if you guys wanted me to do a Terrifier 2 review, and I didn't know if I was going to do that on my channel, like a separate video, because that just wouldn't fit in with what my drug channel is about. And I was going to do it on a second channel, but I'm like, eh, it's probably not going to get any views. So I'm going to just do it on the Thought Loop podcast, you know, take a couple minutes to go over it, and boom, we could be in there. Uh, no spoilers. I'm just going to tell you what I liked about the movie and what I disliked. Overall, I think Terrifier 2 was great. Uh, not great in the sense of like, wow, it's just amazing filmmaking like Goodfellas or something, but great because it's a nice refresher in the horror genre when we've been seeing like so much stupid shit recently. And this just basically is a movie that is supposed to be fun, gory, and just you're just supposed to have a good time. That's what I like about it. Other horror movies that suck are way too serious and do not hit on the horror. This one, this movie had me laughing. It had me disturbed. It had me a little scared at some points. Like, I'm not going to lie. There's like one or two points where I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, overall, a great experience. Art the Clown is a fucking horror icon. I'm saying that right now. That's not even a hot take. Put that shit in with the other horror icons. Move move out of the way, Freddy, Jason, Michael, Leatherface, Ghostface, Pinhead. Get out of here. No, you guys can stay. But I'm just saying, let let another brother in because he's coming in. And before you say, um, he's not a horror icon yet. There's only two movies and they're not even popular. Let me have let, let me tell you this information out here. Alright. Okay, so we have to admit that every single first movie in the horror slashers are pretty fucking good except friday the 13th I, i'll be honest with you guys i really don't like friday the 13th i like the remake a lot more than the originals i do not like that. i like freddy versus jason too but like friday the 13th movies never really caught me like uh you know they're they're okay but it's just basically a strict copy of halloween and halloween's my favorite so it's like you're replacing halloween my favorite movie with another movie that's just like it and we've already seen everything that happened before. And it's like, well, you know, and I just don't like, I don't know. I, I really can't explain. It's just, I don't like it that much. I'll watch it, but I'm not a big fan of it. Like I am all these other horror movies. Uh, Freddy, you got Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one, definitely a fucking classic. I mean, that was, that's kind of like Halloween too. I mean, you can basically point out that it basically started the horror stalking thing you know the freddy was stalking people in their dreams uh michael stalking babysitters in halloween and jason is stalking people in a camp because he's a fucking crazy guy but it well the first movie was the his mom so i mean you can't so don't put in the comments like um his mom was the killer in the first one because i fucking know that okay shut the fuck up oh shit what the fuck was that I'm recording in my closet, so anything goes in here. Just like this kombucha that I have, uh, brought to you by Brew Doctor, uh, best kombucha in the world. Sponsor me, and I'll talk. I'll talk to you for like three minutes about Brew Doctor and why it's great. But for right now, it's just going to be ten seconds. Brew Doctor is amazing. 
uh, I have the cap open over here, so you know I might knock it down because I do that kind of shit. I just don't want to have to open it in front of the mic and then just hear that clicking sound with the cap on it. So I might knock it over, land it on the dresser. Hey, but at least the dresser will have a good digestive system after it falls. So yeah, I'm gonna take a little sip. Shit's good. Kombucha's good. But uh, yeah, you got that. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my god. What a fucking incredible movie. That movie is just... Uh, it's disturbing. It is... I don't get disturbed from it, but like... You know, if I watched it as a kid or like... The first time watching it, you'll be, you know, just like, whoa. But it's from... I think it's from 1974, 1973. But I believe it's 1974. Toby Hooper. Uh, you definitely feel... I don't know if I want to say claustrophobic, but you just feel unsettled watching that movie. Like, the Texas heat is just making... It feels like you're sweating a little bit, you know? Uh, and then you got the Leatherface Killer, who is... Uh, has a chainsaw i mean that's terrifying i you know just seeing a guy with a chainsaw coming at you full force i'm hell no get me the fuck out of there and that first kill in the movie oh my god if you guys don't know what i'm talking about dude fucking i forgot the guy's name but they walk into the house guy gets beaten the head and he's like shaking his feet because he's like freaking got hit in the brain and uh you know leatherface is squealing like a pig and it's all happening in the daytime. That's what I like about it. Like, usually shit happens at night, but that was in the day. And most of it takes place in the day, but at night, you know, you got the chase scene uh, with Sally. And, uh, yeah, uh, great, great movie. I, I don't know if I like that movie or Halloween better, but Halloween has always been a part of me ever since I was a little kid. So I can't really go away from that movie. Um, you got that. Uh, what am I missing? Pinhead. I still haven't seen Hellraiser, so don't get on my ass for that. I've been trying to watch it, but I I haven't. I want to see the new one, too, because I heard that movie is actually really good. Um, and then Scream. Scream is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like It is a great... It ruined the horror genre, but at least it was the first one to do that. With like You could tell everything after Scream was just the same shit. Like, they just copied it. And Kevin Williamson seemed to be everywhere in horror. And uh, yeah, I Know What You Did Last Summer was like, come on, dude seriously yeah so that you had that and uh yeah after that i mean there's nothing so why do you think i'm gladly accepting art the clown because in 2013 or it might have been before that but i know all Hall all hallows eve came out in 2013 but there was a terrifier short i think that was before that and i forgot what year it came out but that was when we first got introduced to art the clown and uh yeah i've watched all art the clown movies um start off with all hallows eve i watched that uh a couple years after it came out on on a movie website and i really enjoyed it i know the it was a little stupid i mean you know you can't it's, it's, of course it's gonna be stupid a little bit because it's just, i mean it's no budget you know uh but for what it was i mean i'll take it like horror movies they don't have to be good for me to enjoy it they just have to be fun and they're these movies are all fun and then Terrifier came out, and I was actually really excited for it to see that because I saw it on IMDb when I was watching All Hallows Eve, and I'm like, "Damn, when is this coming out?" And uh, it came out on it went on Netflix in 2018, and oh, I remember the first time I watched it, dude. I was so taken back by that scene in the middle where the lady gets sawed in half. Um, that was just uh, 
I mean, that was something to watch. And she was completely naked. Not a very good character, you know. I mean, she was, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with her. You know, she was a little annoying, but, like, she just wasn't acted well. That's what I'm trying to say. And the other girl, her friend, was not. She, I thought her friend was a lot better than her, but even then she's still not that good. But, you know, she reminded me of Nev Campbell from Scream. So, uh, Sydney, if you guys don't know her uh, actual name. And that's what she looked like. Um, yeah, so that movie did not have the best acting in the world. Did not have the best story, if there was one. But Art the Clown was shown to be proven to be a freaking master class of horror. And uh, when I heard the second one was coming out, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta see this. And uh, it got released to limited theaters. And I fucking saw it in November. And uh, let me tell you, that movie was awesome. Now, I'll I'll start off with what I didn't like about it. There's not too much I didn't like about it, but uh, without getting into spoil, spoilers, uh, spoilers, I will say that the movie is way too long. Like, I've heard that complaint from a lot of other reviewers and shit, but, like, we are not lying when we say that. It is, it, it, it is very long. I think the movie is two hours and 18 minutes from the top of my head. I can't remember, but uh, it definitely felt longer than that. Um, it dragged on a lot. Like, there are some scenes, especially the dream sequence in the movie. I could get into what that was about, but it just felt like it was going on and on and on. I was like, when is this going to be over? And uh, just some other scenes in the movie like that. And the ending was just like the same thing as a dream, like, dude when's it gonna end you thought it was gonna end and then nope coming back and uh yeah that was the one gripe about the movie i had the some of the acting still wasn't that good but i'm not gonna complain about it because it's a crowdfunded movie two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget like what are you gonna ask you can't ask people to be fucking denzel washington or fucking um what's her fucking name uh francis mcdormand like you can't you can't ask people to do that you know Seriously, like, I mean, I'll t I'll take these people for two hundred fifty thousand, then Scarlett Johansson and five hundred billion, you know. Nothing against Scarlett Johansson, but um, you know, she's a good actor, um, but she does have a pretty face, so you know. Imagine if she was ugly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, if she was ugly, she wouldn't even be in movies, so there wouldn't even be a chance. Because uh, they don't they don't like to give uh, people who are not good looking chances in Hollywood. So, hey, fuck them. But that's okay. You know, I like looking at beautiful people on screen. That's the whole point of it. Uh, can respect it. Can respect their, you know, the directors for putting them in there. And <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, so that's probably all I disliked about it. Uh, I can't really think of anything else that I disliked. So if I can only think of two things right now, then that's... That's a good thing. Um, the number one thing I loved about it was the gore. And, you know, horror fans, they, I mean, we love gore. Gore is, you know, whew. If you think, if you thought anything from Saw was bad, like, not the first one. The first one was very tame compared to the rest. But anything after, like, Saw, even Saw 2 was pretty gory uh, not really yet once saw three got came out that's when it started becoming a gore porn if you like if you think anything after saw three or saw three like you would think this movie is extremely gory 
uh yeah it, oh my god like uh every every time there's a kill except for a couple times when art the clown likes to use a gun for some reason he did that in the first one too so that's not a spoiler uh, but he pulls out a gun sometimes and he kills people and instead of you know torturing them murdering them uh, <laughs> uh there's there's one scene that has stuck with me and everyone else who has watched it and uh, once it comes on you guys will know what i'm talking about uh if you guys have seen it you know what it is um uh, basically they just go all out for this kill uh it, it, it's just extremely gory it just it this is the only time i was happy it was dragging on and it, it was dragging on in a good way like it was going on for like three minutes just completely just oh god you you have to watch it you can find the scene on youtube uh, it's very gory. I'm surprised that I don't know if that video still is on YouTube though. But I watched it after I saw the movie in theaters, so um, maybe it's gone now. But man, it is uh, it is something else. I'll tell you that it is. Uh, I just couldn't believe my eyes what I was watching in there. I just seriously like it was it was something, dude. It was just just hopefully me saying this will get you to watch the movie. <laughs> it was it was bad, and it. It was after after that all happened. There was a little disturbing thing that happened after it, and that part was like, okay, well, this movie kind of creeped me out now. But uh, most of it is pretty, you know, lighthearted in a disturbing way. Uh, it's you know, there's every time Art the Clown is on the screen, it is just fantastic. Like my eyes are glued to the screen. I I fucking he's just a great great character, great icon. That's another thing I love about the movie, just him in general perfect perfect david howard thornton playing him he's the actual mime in real life great choice he does a great job playing him like seriously you cannot look away when he's on the screen every time he's on it i'm like i cannot miss this if i cannot go to the bathroom i because you know and then when you go to the movie theater and you have to use the bathroom you get a big soda you sneak in alcohol like you gotta go sometimes you know so you, you always try to leave when you think nothing's gonna happen so uh luckily this movie's long enough but it's not going to be in theaters anymore. But like, if you were in theaters, there was times where you could leave and go watch it, come back and see Art the Clown. So yeah, yeah. Every time he was on screen, it was amazing. Um, I really like Sienna's character. She's uh she's the main character in the story, main girl, final girl. Uh, I thought she did a really good job. The mom in the movie, I thought she was pretty good. The kid. He was okay too, you know. He wasn't bad. I didn't think anyone was relatively bad at acting. Of course, there's a couple, you know. Just they're they're not going to be perfect, like I said. Like I mean, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Like, what are you going to do? You know, it, it's for what it is. I mean, all the other horror icon movies and sequels, like they're not very good. Like anything past Halloween four sucks. Uh, even the remakes with Rob Zombie. I I I like the uh, Rob Zombie remake more than other people like it but compared to the original I mean it's not even close to me and then you got the David Gordon Green one which don't even talk about him making the exorcist because that is just a terrible idea I don't know what the fuck they're thinking but hey it's Blumhouse they give him four million dollars to make a movie make him 150,000 billion dollars back I mean I don't blame him but uh, yeah, I, I'm still going to see that movie in theaters just to see how stupid it is because I know it's going to be. You do not give a horror classic like The Exorcist into David Gordon Green's hand. You are seriously asking for a stupid fucking movie. 
and I know it's going to be bad. I'll bet I'll bet you $100 billion it'll be bad. I bet you. Because all the Halloween, the, the remake, and the sequels after, just terrible. Some good qualities to it. Just horrible acting. Horrible. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was bad. I don't even. I think I went over this in one of my podcasts before, so you guys know how I feel about Halloween remakes. But there, the only one I really liked was Halloween Kills, and that's the one everyone hated. Everyone, well, everyone hates Halloween Ends now because I mean that movie was just, oh my god, like what the fuck even happened there? Like you wait that long to create that storyline? Are you fucking kidding me? Go fuck yourself. Uh, and they made Michael weak. Michael's not weak. I don't care if he's a hundred years old in a wheelchair. Like he'll still kill you. Kombucha sip. Um. But yeah, see, I'm getting. That's what I do on this on this uh, podcast. If you like getting off topic and me talk about other things, you're at the perfect place. <laughs> um. Let's see what else is there that I enjoyed. I like the uh, practical effects, of course. I mean, that goes along with the gore, but the practical effects. I mean, you could tell that the blood was, you know, fake. There, the but that didn't really bother me like it would bother somebody else. But you could just tell it was like blood is not that red. You know, blood is more close to a maroon red than it is to like a bright orange red. That's what it kind of looked like in the movie. But that didn't bother me, and. Uh, and though there's one effect in the big kill that I was talking about where it kind of looked like it definitely did not look real, but it did not, like I said, it did not take me back or anything. Like I was enjoying, I was enjoying myself. Um, this terrifier two was definitely better than the first one. I'll have to say that, uh, it, it has a better story, uh, better, better everything basically. But the first one still brings me back nostalgia the first time I saw it. And that that sawing kill in the first one still is like up there for me. I don't think it's as bad as the one in this movie, the new one, but it is pretty close. I think I was starting like at first after I got out of the movie, I'm like, okay, that one from the second one is definitely number one kill of all time. But looking back at it, I you know the the longevity of the the second movie is what i think puts it over the top in the second one or the first one the first one was just like sawing in half and uh yeah that's it well you can't just say it lightly like that's it but like that's what i'm saying like it just it was just sawing in half while in the second one it's just like it just kept going and going you didn't know when it was going to end and uh yeah so that was yeah i have to, i still have to put i i'd say that was definitely the best kill the second one still looking back at it the the first one yeah that's could be number two i don't really know there's so many kills in horror movies i can't really rank them right now i gotta go over them you know there's so many fucking good ones but severity and like uh, grotesqueness they're at the top for sure um let's see here what else is there in that movie the little girl you know she did a good job she was creepy uh i thought you know, she did what she was supposed to do. Be creepy, smile, do whatever you can. She's like a little Art the Clown girl. I don't know if she's going to like, if she's like the new Art the Clown that's going to come or something. But um, if if he dies, but um, yeah, the she was good. Uh, at first, it was a figment of his imagination. But then I was like, okay, well, maybe now, you know, she could be real. I don't know. Uh, there's that. <sighs> 
let's see the trying to think anything else in that movie that's really catching my eyes there's just it all i could really talk about is just the the amount of gore and kills and just that that's why you gotta see it man that's seriously like just for the gore and kills that that's why like don't go into it thinking that it's gonna be some filmmaking masterpiece just you're gonna it, it's something i'll tell you that much let's see here i want to look up how much it made because I know it made a lot. So like I said, it made it was $250,000 to make the movie. Oops. Um, so let's see how much it made. Because it wasn't in that many theaters. I mean, it was in, I think it was in like 700. That's not a lot compared to like, oh, okay, 770 theaters. And it made 805000 opening day. So if that's how much it made just in general, like that'd be a good, pretty, pretty good pickup right there. But that wasn't it. Like, that just kept going and going. Let's see here. Wow. Wait. What the fuck? Qatar? Is it playing in other movie theaters? No, okay, they're just saying that. Why would... So they put World Cup as a national holiday. Like, that's not a national holiday. I'm sorry to say that. But um, I thought it said it was playing in Qatar. Is that how you pronounce it? Qatar? Qatar? Q U Q A T A R. I don't like countries with names like that. I'm sorry. Or is it a city? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just I'm not going there, so it doesn't bother me. I'm living in uh, America, so. But it made. It says it made twelve million dollars. Um, that's a lot compared to two hundred fifty thousand. Like, let's say you put twenty or. $250,000, I mean, where would you get that kind of money to begin with? But, um, man, 250000 to $12 like, just think about that. I know it's not as extreme as, like, Paranormal Activity or the first Halloween, but still, I mean, that is pretty impressive for a slasher movie that was crowdfunded. Uh, that, can tell, that shows you how much buzz it got because you wouldn't see this knowing... Like, if you didn't know what it was, I mean, I don't think you're going to walk in this movie not knowing what it is. Unless you're just, like, a little teenage couple who are just going to movies to see something, and you walk into this, and you're like, well, I guess I don't know if we can make out now. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so it made $12 million. Pretty awesome. Oh, so it did go into 1,550 theaters to be... Uh, okay, no, it made $10 million in the USA and $12 million worldwide, so that's pretty cool. Uh, well, one million worldwide, one point six million. So it made twelve point three million altogether. Okay, that made sense because it said ten million on this screen, but before it said twelve million on the other screen. So I'm like, I was kind of confused at first, but that makes sense, a lot more sense now. Uh, so yeah, I would go see this if you haven't. Um, I tried not to spoil it. I might have gave a little spoiler away, but hey, it's you know you're, if you're gonna watch it, it don't it don't matter. It don't matter. Huh? So yeah, I said that would be quick and it ended up being 24 minutes, 23 minutes. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about uh, was uh, Andrew Tate. I don't care how you feel about the guy. Look, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you for liking him. I'm not going to judge you for not liking him. I have, I just have no idea how he got so popular. Um you know he's i think he was a boxer before and uh 
people like to think he's like some sort of messiah that came out of nowhere. Um, I don't think that. Personally, if this is the guy that you want to go to for, you know, just like enlightenment or something, you want to like, you think the world is getting exposed by him and that's why he's getting arrested. It's just simply not true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're a big Andrew Tate fan. If you are, that's fine with me. You know, I'm not going to judge you for it, but um, yeah, like he just comes off as fake to me. I don't know. Like he's, whenever I hear him talk, he talks like he's talking down to his audience. And that would be kind of disrespectful to me if I was like, you know, if I was into him and I was like listening to what he has to say, like religiously. But uh, people, I don't think people really see that though. I don't know why, but that's what it comes off to me as. I just feel bad that like this guy is the person that people look up to and there's other people in history that are like much more, you know, better. <laughs> I don't know, like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or somebody like that, you know, just that that's like an inspiration to me. I don't know about you guys, but that like when I see like a, a boxer that is talking some common sense information that like any anyone would know with a simple google search you're having this guy tell you this stuff it's like kind of it's sad to me you know it's like man you could find this out on your own you don't know why you have to have this guy tell you this stuff like people think he's so smart it's just not i mean maybe uh, he's smart okay i give him this no he is smart because he is making profits off you guys because he is, I just went on his Twitter page today, and he is charging $49 to have you sign up for uh, his freaking Matrix thing. People are actually going to buy that shit, and they're, they're going to learn, they're going to have him talk to you or something. I don't fucking know what he's going to do in it. But you're giving him $49, and he's flaunting his um, 33 Bugattis, and he's telling you, like, don't, don't fall for the trap of the government, the matrix. It's like, dude, the people who are listening to you are doing that same exact thing. So if you want to live as a free man or whatever he wants to call it, just find it on your own. You can't, you can't have a person who's purposely trying to get your money and tell you all the, to do this stuff, uh, to listen to him and it just, I don't know. It, like I said, I have, I'm not, I don't hate him. I'm not against him, but it's it's just sad what, what's happening. And I'm sorry if you guys watch him and listen to him and get information from him, but that's just that's just how I am. I I can't. I don't know. <laughs> it is uh yeah. When when I found out he got arrested or detained, whatever, I'm not gonna say that what happened was true because you can't just alpha allegations. You cannot say that about somebody that 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 happened to them. But all I'm saying, if it is true, that is pretty fucked up. So, but even with those cases, like these 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 fans will stick up for him no matter what. I'm sure if you guys are fans, you guys will tell me in my comments how wrong I am, which I'm not going to respond to you because I know I'll get into a never-ending fight about it uh, because that's what happens with Andrew Tate fans for some reason. They just like to think that they're right and I'm wrong when I presented the facts. But uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I've gotten into an argument with one of them before. Um, yeah, he was like 16 years old, so I, I was just like, I don't know. He stopped responding after I started uh, 
putting some facts out there. So I think I won that argument. <laughs> and he also blocked another person. The guy, yeah, we got into an argument and there's another guy who was on my side who was arguing with him. And the guy that we were arguing with blocked him, but he didn't block me though. So I'm like, all right, well, if he blocked you, then that means you won, right? Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know if, I just think if you do your own research, you can get your own intelligence. You don't have to have some kickboxer who's, uh, whatever kind of boxer he is, I don't fucking know. <laughs> or he was, I don't know, what was he? he's stealing money now. If you want to get your information from him, that's fine. Just think about what you're doing first because there is, there is so many other people in this world that could inspire you. Like, even if you're not going to, if you're not looking for someone in history like Martin Luther King or someone like that, you know, look up to Keanu Reeves. You know, he's a great actor. He's a very nice person. Like, why don't you listen to him instead? And he was in the Matrix for real. Like, he could tell you how to get out of it. So seriously, like, he knows he knows more than Andrew Tate, I think. And uh, yeah, so just listen to him. You know, he's, he goes on the subway. He acts like a normal fucking person. He's not like a Hollywood celebrity who is so detached from reality. He is like, you know, he still is, he still has that part of him because I'm sure everyone does, but like he is more normal than any other celebrity I've known. There's probably other people out there who are more normal, probably like the older ones, not like Meryl Streep or somebody because she is a fucking sheep, Meryl Sheep. Um, yeah, and I remember uh, Ricky Gervais had that whole opening monologue in the Golden Globes. Dude, that shit was fucking awesome. That is that is what I like to see. You can look up to him if you want to. I mean, that at least he's, you know, he, he seems everyone from like the UK and England like you know they're they seem to be they seem to think Americans are just fucking stupid which we are because they're the ones we're the ones that are like following this dude who is a boxer who is telling you know young children and whoever he's telling that um you know about common sense information so yeah we we're we get our information from people like that, you know, it's not going to be an upward trajectory. It's going to be stagnant or downhill. So that's all I want to say about him. You know, I'm not going to say he's a bad person for, for getting arrested because we don't know if that shit's true. If we find out it's true, then yeah. Okay. If you're still supporting him, then you're a piece of shit too. But if it's not true, I'll let, I don't care if you're, if you, you know, listen to him or anything, just, you know, just, just take what I said, you know, and do whatever you want with it. But yeah, but yeah, if it's not true, then, you know, it just keep watching. I don't care. But uh, yeah, just just think about it. That's all I want to say here. And um, I don't know if I lost subscribers for doing that because I don't know how many people are Andrew Tate fans. And I know they're very, they're very like, I don't know, they're <laughs> very uh protective like they're they're like a rottweiler or a german shepherd or their owner and they're the german shepherd just listen to their commands and uh you know guard them for no matter who's coming you know with all their life give it all on the line like you're in war that's what they do that's what these andrew tate fans do i'm sorry if i targeted you but that's if if you're not crazy like them i mean that's good for you too but yeah all right that's the second thing I wanted to talk about, and I think I actually did better than I thought I was with that. So that was, that was came off better. <laughs> so uh, this last part, I did a community post, and I said, 
I want you guys to ask me questions to answer my podcasts. I did this before on my other podcasts, so I wanted to do it again. Let's see what we got here. We got 29 comments. Oh, wow. I'm so popular. Um, not really. Uh, what is the most... This one's from Maddie C. Hello, Maddie C. What is the most intense psychedelic experience you have ever had? What did you take from it and why? Um... My most intense one I put on my YouTube channel when I was reading them in the beginning, I think 2020 or 2019, uh, Hawaiian Baby Woodrose. Uh, I've told the story many times, but uh, that was definitely the most intense experience of my life. I felt like I was schizophrenic. I was hearing voices. My bones felt like they were coming out of my skin. That's all I felt like. I couldn't even feel anything. My exoskeleton, it was... It was intense, and uh, what I took from it is do not ever do that much Hawaiian baby wood roast again. I think I took like, oh my god, who knows? We grounded them up and put them in capsules, and I took like seven capsules, and you know I, they were pretty big capsules too. So I don't know how many were in there. I think an average dose is like three to four seeds. I probably took like forty to fifty. Like <laughs> I'm not even fucking joking with you. It was bad. It ended up the afterglow though was nice. I, dude, I remember. I don't even think it was the next day. I was still, I had an afterglow two days later when I came to school and I was talking to my friend, uh, Vinny. Uh, he, oh my God. <laughs> I just remember sitting in the lunchroom in the morning uh, and just, we were talking and it just felt so magical. I don't know, not like a Disney movie. Like the sun was peeking through the the windows and the cafeteria and it was just like beaming down on everyone's face and it was just gorgeous but that's all i can remember from that but uh it was intense very intense i do not recommend it i don't care if i had it ended up being a good experience no it, it was never good it was good the only time it was good is when i played the wizard of oz slots game and uh yeah that was it but like anything other than that it was intense like i i had closed eye visuals i was visualizing some weird shit with like fractals and stuff uh yeah so if you want to terrify yourself for what it was like, I think I was tripping for like 12 hours. Uh, yeah, you could do that. And, uh, oh, I couldn't pee. I could not pee. That was bad. I was, I had to pee my pants at the end because I kept getting up to try to go to the bathroom, but my vasoconstriction, vasoconstriction, my dick was like super tiny. It looked like a Chinese dick. It was that bad. But uh, luckily, it didn't stay that size. We're good now. But um, yeah, it was it was scary at the moment. I'm like, damn, I can't fucking go. And I had to go too. That was the bad part. And then I finally, I was just laying down in bed. And I'm like, and I got out. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to listen to the full story, I wrote it down and I put it on my channel in 2020 or 2019, and you could watch that. It's the um, it's my first Hawaiian baby wood roast video. Um, you'll see it. It says including a personal one. So yeah. That was a good question. Uh, this next one is by Dipnot20. Let us know why you only post bad trips. I've always wondered if the, I I've always wondered if it was the thrill of hearing bad experiences or a scare thing, or if it's just the way you choose to educate us. Please, I'd love to know. Well, Dipnot, um, that sounds like I'm saying like a derogatory term towards you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> your username. Uh, yeah, it's um. At first, I recorded because I, honestly, at first, I really don't know why I chose bad trips, but I just decided to stick with it. Uh, I love horror, though. Um, at 
at first it was just to read them, you know, just read horror film, uh, horror stories and just, you know, try to scare people. Uh, but I'm not trying to, you know, people said I was misinforming. I got so many posts before. I People have stopped, luckily, but, like, I got... People kept on saying I was misinforming others about drug use, which I was not doing. I was seriously just posting to, you know, just scare people. Not not to scare people away from drugs, but to just scare people in general. Like, man, this trip was scary, you know, something like that. But now I started, I use it to also do that. And now I use it as, uh, you know, harm, you know, drug harm. Just try to, you know, be safe with drugs and stuff. Mixing in with the fact that I want to scare you, you know. So... You just gotta, you just gotta be careful when you take drugs. No matter what it is, uh, it can always backfire. Even you know, caffeine can kill you. So uh, weed is the only thing that probably can't kill you, unless you like smoke fifty billion grams or something. I don't know. But yeah, I just like reading bad trips. I don't know. It's a lot more fun than reading good trips. And with my voice, I have programmed it to make it scary. You know, so. If I were to read something happy like like your comment, like, let us know why you only post bad trips. I've always wondered if it was the thrill of hearing bad experiences or a scare thing. Or if it's just the way you choose to educate us, please. I'd love to know. See, I can't do it like that. You know, that's just like, oh, that's not my thing. It's like, if I read it like this, let us know why you only post bad trips. I've always wondered if it was the thrill of hearing bad experiences or a scare thing. Or if it's just the way you choose to educate us, please. I'd love to know. I'm like, my voice cannot change from that. I have programmed it to sound like that when I read, and I can't, I just can't do it. You know, I can't read a positive trip. Seriously, I think I read one for Vivex channel, uh, one positive story, and I've accidentally read some positive ones on here. They weren't completely positive. They were just insane. So, yeah, if you want to check those out, I don't remember if you can find it, though. If you watch all my videos and tell me when you find it. That'd be nice. So yeah, that's why I read bad experiences. I just enjoy it. You know, nothing really, you know, deep behind it. I don't want to scare people away from drugs. I just want to scare people into doing drugs safely. That's what I want to do. Scaring people into doing drugs safely and to scare people in general. All right, this one, uh, this next one is from Snooze. Um, Snooze. Ooh, I got one. What is the craziest trip tale you have? Squirrel tales included. Also, side question that I don't know if you would answer in the podcast, but do you, but do you ever have to cut any breathing sounds or any background noise out of your recordings? I am an NSFW voice actress, and it's certainly tedious having to cut out breathing, and I wondered if it was normal or if I should get a new mic. Looking forward to your next podcast, Trip King. Oh, thank you. It's coming out uh, soon. <laughs> well, it's going to come out today because you listen to this today. Um, yeah, so the first one, like I said, the craziest trip I said above was definitely the Hawaiian Babywood Roast or my mushroom trip. I also have a video on that too. It's called My, Night my, my, my Nightmare Mushroom Trip or something like that. And the Squirrel Tales, I like how you included that one because they did have that squirrel video where I got scared of squirrels. So thank you for pointing that one out. <laughs> um, but yeah, about the breathing sounds, of course, I gotta fucking take it out all the time. Like, I'm, you can hear in this podcast, I'm not taking it out for the podcast because this is just raw and unedited. I just cut out the beginning and end where I press, you know, press the play button, record button. But there's breathing right there. So, um, yeah, like it, it's really terrible because especially with long sentences that I have to read and there's like no breaks, like you gotta go like, <gasps> and you really lose your breath. But, 
yeah, I always cut it out. I always, it, it, that's the part that takes a long time. And I'm always messing up too. Like I'll be reading, like, even when I'm reading these questions, you guys notice, like, I seriously, I, I'm, as I'm reading, like the words just come out faster than when I, my brain reads them. So, or my brain is faster than what my mouth is saying or something like, cause, uh, it, it just works that way. Just like when I write, my handwriting is terrible because I'm thinking about the next word already. Uh, but I've always been a very fast reader and, uh, I've tried to like, I read fast in some of my videos on accident. Like I don't try to do that. Like when I realize I'm talking fast, I try to slow down. But if I wake up in the morning, that's my best recording time because I'm just waking up and my voice is like so deep and it comes out good. Like that nitrous oxide video that has a hundred thousand views. If I had my mic that I have now with that video, that would be the best video of all time. I think my reading in that, the pacing, the, you know, just everything about it is perfect. And I'm glad that's the video they chose to get popular because that one was like really good. In my opinion, it's my favorite video and the story is incredible. So but yeah, there's, um, since I joined this closet, that sounds, you guys can use that against me. <laughs> um, there has not been that much background noise. Like when I was in the laundry room, I know I record in weird places, so don't get on me for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, there is a lot of, you could tell the difference from when I switched to the laundry room to this closet. Like you could hear all the background noise and the background noise was, I could not get rid of it. It was just there. Um, it just sounded like a big reverb or echo or whatever. Um, but it wasn't too bad. Like, you know, it was, and plus I had my old mics, so yeah, I don't think you should get a new mic if you're a voice actress. That's really cool. I wish I could be a voice actor. Um, that's actually one of my main things I want to do. I'm hoping that someone from like the industry finds my videos and picks me up and like, oh, you want to do this documentary? You're like, hell yeah, I do. I want to like narrate things like Morgan Freeman. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm Morgan Freeman or anything, but that's like what I'm saying. I want to do. You know, just he has an iconic voice. I want my voice to be iconic like that. Um, People say my voice is good, so you know I'll just I'll just keep on keeping on, you know. So yeah, I don't think you should get a new mic because I think it's just breathing. You know, everyone does it, unless you're dead. You can't really stop it. So uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Um, let's see how far we're in. It was 42 minutes. Okay. What's your? Oh, this is by. Oh my God. I'm not gonna say it because, uh, or I'll say it because I can say it without being inappropriate. Lou Skunt. <laughs> that's a good one. I never, I've never heard of that one before, but that's a, that's a good one. I just uh, found one the other day. Uh, Dixon Cider. I like that name. Uh, Lou Skunt says, "What's your drug of choice, and what's your experiences with dissociatives? Dissociatives, dissociatives. Um, my drug of choice is definitely Adderall or Molly. Like." Um, I really like the way it makes me feel like I get very happy. Gabapentin too. Um, I always in I these drugs all made me happy. Gabapentin probably make me the most happy. Well, overall because it didn't make me have a come down with as with Adderall. I didn't get one from Molly either, but Adderall definitely like once the high is over it is unbearable. So it just kind of sucks, and then you can't sleep at the end of the day because your brain is still working at 500 billion miles per hour. Uh, but yeah, anything on Adderall is uh, Vyvanse, Concerta, any amphetamine like that, um, except methamphetamine. I have never done that, and I never will. Um, 
But yeah, that's my favorite. I put Molly second, and then Gabba Penton would be third. And my experience with dissociatives, um, I've done DXM. I haven't done ketamine. I'm not British, so I have never done ketamine. Uh, I've never done like PCP or anything like that. So um, DXM, yeah, I've I I used to do DXM all the time when I was in high school. One of my favorite drugs to do. I have nothing bad against it. You know, it did make me feel a little nauseous to some points, like if I took Mucinex with the guafenesin inside of it. But Mucinex always gave me the strongest trip, and that's why I like taking that rather than like Robitussin pills because the Robitussin pills just have pure DXM in it, and uh, you know the Mucinex has other shit. You can buy find one with acetaminophen. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, that that can also fuck up your liver, so you gotta be careful with uh, the other drugs that are inside. Make sure if you're gonna do this stuff. You have to look at the label first. Make sure it doesn't have anything else in it. You could do the guafenesin. Like, I wouldn't do more than two or three, though. Two or three of those pills with the 60 milligrams of DXM in it. But, like, if you're going to do uh, Robitussin with just DXM in it, you could do, you know, a pretty high dose. So, yeah. That's my experience with it. I don't really have any other experiences with dissociatives except that. So, yeah. This one is, this next one's from Dwayne Dibley. Hello, Dwayne. Have you ever had a drug experience when you have also had a genuine genuine supernatural experience? Um, no, I have not. I don't think so. Um, yeah, no. I they've I have had spiritual... No, I wouldn't even say that because I haven't done drugs. I haven't tripped balls since high school, and I wasn't really spiritual then. I'm spiritual now, but I'm also more paranoid and anxious and depressed, so I don't... I really don't want to do you know, any psychedelic because I have to wait till I get better. You know, my brain goes back to normal. I'm going to try to get shit, uh, from the doctor, maybe to get me a slip to get out of work some days because I think work is really causing a lot of stress in my brain and mind. And it's just making me every time I, you know, smoke, if I do smoke, last time I smoked was like August or September, or if I took a little micro dose of acid, like I still, like I still was panicky and paranoid. I hate it. Like I used to, I used to get paranoid and panicky, but like not like how it is now. It is unbearable to the point where I just can't, like, I just don't want to do it anymore. But no, but that I've never had that happen to me yet. And the only time I've had a supernatural experience, I've had a couple ones, but the one that was most recent was when I was sitting on my toilet and I took a shit. No, I was sitting on the toilet and um, I looked in the laundry room and my laundry basket was just shaking back and forth like really fast and just crazy. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought maybe the washing machine was on, but when I got up from the toilet, like nothing was on. My cat wasn't in there. He couldn't have done that. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And it was only that that was shaking. So I have a feeling that my house is kind of haunted. It was built in the 1930s, and I don't know what the previous owners had in this. Maybe there was like a satanic cult, but I do hear noises at nighttime. Uh, it could be animals on the roof, but like, I don't know. I feel like my house is a little haunted because I could not explain that. I'm telling you 100% that shit happened. I was not tripping. I was not high. I saw that sitting on the toilet, and I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, that's my only supernatural experience, but yeah. Dirty, uh, this next one's from Dirty Ningen, Ningen, um, whatever, how you pronounce that. Um, best way to stay positive on a shroom trip? Well, you know, that's a tough, uh, tough question there because it's hard to, uh, 
you know, just keep your mind afloat and try to stay positive. But um, you just got to go in with a good mindset because if you're in with a bad mindset like me, I can never do a shroom trip until I get back to normal. Like my nightmare shroom trip, I was drunk. Well, I was drinking. I wasn't drunk though. And I took Fenibut. And that I think that really made it bad. Um, but I was tripping balls and like I was having such a bad trip. You guys, like I say, you can listen to it after this or whatever if you haven't. But uh, you can't really, the shroom dictates your mood. Like you cannot, I don't think you can choose if it's going to be positive or negative. Like it's, you, you just have to stay calm, try to be in a positive place. And, you know, if you're going to do it with people, I recommend doing it with people with the trip sitter who's not, you know, who's not on shrooms, who's sober. Or at least drinking or something. I don't know. Just not, just not, you know, altered by psychedelics or heroin or something like that. I don't know. But uh, just make sure they're able to, you know, stop you if you do something. Uh, just make sure, and the trips that are, make sure they're a good friend that you really trust and they trust you. Like you guys have been good friends for a while. And you just guys, or it doesn't have to be for a while, but some guy, some girl guy that you, you know, you like, you love just get someone like that and uh yeah have them have them just like help you out if you're panicky you know just put on something you like and uh, just try to do the things that you enjoy doing when you're sober like if you like listen to music listen to some music put on some songs that are like very trippy and you know close your eyes maybe i don't know but um and if you're gonna watch something do not this is what happened to me when I put on my phone. I was trying to watch this video, dude. Like half the video was sideways, the other the other half of the video was like vertical. So it was making like a a cross kind of, and I could not. I did not know what was going on on the screen, and the sound from the video sounded like it was coming from behind my head. So yeah, um, I don't know if that was probably tripping way too hard for that, but uh, yeah, just I don't know if you get want to go on your phone and you know watch something that close but if you're gonna watch something put it on the tv have your friend do it but yeah um there's real no way to stay positive if if it comes off as negative like you just gotta you know be with be comfortable before you trip and while you trip you don't go in public unless you really are experienced but if you're looking to stay positive then you're probably not experienced yet and you just gotta you gotta be comfortable that's all i gotta say what is your favorite substance and what is your music genre of choice while on said substance? Also name, also name your top three favorite YouTube creators. And this was by 770RK. Um, like I said up there, my favorite substance is um, Adderall or Vyvanse or one of those. Molly and then Gabapentin. Um, but Fenibut and DXM always makes music sound incredible and... Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't really trip anymore, but when I did, I would put on Resonance by Home. That song always got me so fucked up. I felt like I was tripping without even tripping on it, but yeah, I've, I've said the story a couple times on this channel, but like, I remember taking the Mucinex and coming to school and had Home uh, Resonance playing in my ear and just, I felt like I was the only person in existence. Uh, yeah. And then it just, everyone was just NPCs around me. Like I did not no one else existed and it was incredible um but uh yeah the but my music genre of choice um i'm just gonna say like i'm really into 60s 70s uh rock hard rock you know proto metal 
doom metal from that time um that that's different than what doom metal became in like the 80s and 90s and present day uh, that shit was just raw like led zeppelin black sabbath taste cream blind faith i'm really starting to get into eric Clapton. and i think uh I have always known he was a good guitarist. I liked what he did. But, like, after listening to Cream and Blind Faith, like, religiously, like, oh, my God, yeah, he's definitely a top five guitarist of all time. Uh, I didn't even have him in my top ten before. So, yeah, <laughs> my my mind has changed. Uh, but, yeah, I like listening to that. I also like listening to folk, old folk and old, old country back when it was, like, meaningful. Um it's I have playlists. Uh, I think I have part of the playlist that I made on YouTube. So I'll have to finish that playlist up. But you can watch that, listen to them. Uh, I can't, uh, my top three favorite YouTube creators. Um, who do I watch? <laughs> who the hell do I watch? Now that I get this question asked to me, like I'm like, um, I don't even know. Let me see here. I'm going to go on my homepage and see if anyone comes up that I like. Oh, um, that's good sports and Tom Grassi, they're, uh, you know, sports YouTubers. They cover the Packers and Broncos. I don't know if you're into that, but yeah, those are like my favorite sports channels. Um, your movie sucks.org. Definitely good. I love, I love him that he actually made me do the terrifier Two review. I watched his review this morning and I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> so that, um, Let's see. And, you know, I love all the drug tuber channels. Vivek, someone that's known blurry, uh, low-key fish, uh, trip reports, dope stories, all of them. Uh, creepy, Mick Creepy Pasta. Let's see here. What's his name? Mick Creepy Pasta. I forgot it. Is it Mick Creepy Pasta? What is it? Mr. Creepy Pasta. Uh, no. Well, I like him too, but where's the other one? Oh, no, it's Creeps McPasta. He's my favorite creepypasta reader. And then Mr. Nightmare is, like, my favorite horror narrator of all time. He actually gave me inspiration to begin with, so I give shout-out to him because um, he he definitely evolved. Like, he was, he was good before when I first found him, like, when I was, like, 13. I don't even remember how old I was, but it was when he was first on YouTube. And he would just read, you know, he would read creepypastas. He doesn't do that anymore. But when he did, like, they were, you know, I loved him. He created his own story. And, um, yeah, uh, he reads real stories now. And some of them I still think, like, there's one that I can't tell if it's real or not. Like, it was a humanoid one, but that one was an amazing story regardless. Uh, he definitely was my biggest inspiration. Uh, Let's Read, he's a good horror narrator. I like him. Uh, Bedtime Stories, I really like Bedtime Stories. He, they because they do their own artwork. I don't know if the one guy is behind it. He reads it, but I don't know who else is behind the whole channel. There's got to be a big team. I know there is because I think they said that. Um, Disturbing and Shrouded Hand, love them. You know, they're good people too. I talk to them a lot. Not a lot, but like I talk to them occasionally. Very good people. And then Bizarre Bazaar, very good YouTuber. He's uh, he's very nice. We always share, share our thumbnails before we upload the videos. So, is this good? Should I fix it? You know, every not for every single video, but it happens a lot. Um, another sports channel would be Urinating Tree. 
like them. I can't really give a top three because there's so many. Dylan does basketball. Oh, John Michael Godier. He is, he reads space video. He reads uh you know you just space videos with and he just like he I think he uses iMovie or something. He just has pictures and he just uses his voice and talks about you know his opinions on space. Fucking incredible, incredible. Like his voice is so soothing. He is the most soothing voice on YouTube in my opinion. Like. I will fall asleep in like a second when I put him on. Like I'll just put it on, you know. <laughs> but I I always try to put him on when I'm not tired before I go to bed because I I want to actually listen to what he has to say because he has a lot of valuable space information on there and it's incredible. I recommend him. Uh, Cinema Sins is good. Football analysis. I watch him. He has 55 point some thousand subscribers airtime thrills i don't know if you guys are into roller coasters but i like i'm still into them i feel like a child for doing that but yeah i like that and el toro ryan swish out another basketball guy uh b-ball breakdown basketball rich eisen show i mean that's you know yeah i like him um guitar lessons 365 with carl brown i learned a lot of guitar I mean, I haven't really learned that many full songs yet, but I've learned a lot of parts of them from there, from him, and he is the best one. Wilson Sai, he's good. Uh, Moist Critical, Penguins, you know, I watch him occasionally. Uh, Jamari, he has some good videos. DJ Michi Meech, funniest fucking voiceover basketball shit ever. Uh, I still watch Watch Mojo from here and there. you know, there's so many out there. I cannot pick three, but those are some of my favorite ones that I can get you right here. Meat Canyon, he's good. Uh, <laughs> mm. Trevor Wallace, Chardley's, Chardley's, however you pronounce it. Joel Haver, um, Sir Spence. I like all those people. I haven't watched them in a, like a month or so, but I used to watch them all the time. Uh, Dead Meat, that Dead Meat. I haven't watched them in a while. Like I. I know that when you get a big channel, like you're bound, it's bound to change. But in the beginning, when he first started, like that, he was my favorite YouTuber at the time, like better than Mr. Nightmare. I would watch Dead Meat every time he had a new upload. Like me and my friend were there for it, like when it first came out. But now it's like I'll watch him occasionally. It's like, yeah, it's still really good though. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say he's bad now. But it's just like, it was, it was like there's something special in my heart for it before i think that was because like he covered all the classics and stuff and that really changed it like now you gotta like there's all these new movies and movies never heard of and i'm sure that would make people want to watch them because they're new you want to find out something different but like yeah it's it's not the same charm as it was before but it's still really well it's a lot more well made now but uh yeah i like the old uh dead meat and the new one's good too um what is that nick what's his is that nick johnson is that the same guy i'm thinking of right now oh my god nick johnson yeah this guy he goes over uh he talks about you know america's poorest states worst states dangerous states safest states in america like yeah he's uh i like him uh oh nexpo how could i forget nexpo nexpo every video he does is well made let me know same with him blame it on jorge nick crowley uh Shred, I like Shred, Shredmaster Scott, Bradley Hall guitar. Um, dude, there's so many. I don't know if I can click anymore. I'll just next one I see will be the last one. Um, Animal Logic. I like Animal Logic. They go over animals and talk about them. So yeah, that one's interesting. All right, I sh- I went way too long with that. So thanks for that question. Um, a really good one. 
This next one's by Andrew Smith. Have you ever tried DMT before? When are you going to do salvia reports? Um, I've never tried DMT, although I have really wanted to, and I'm still looking for it. So if anyone has that, please let me know. And when am I going to do salvia reports? Um, oh, I'm going to do more in the future, but I have like, I don't know, like eight videos on my channel. If you want to check those out, there's a lot. There's over probably like two hours of content of salvia trips. So go check that out. This one's by Heather Gardner. Hello. Trip Keeper's Guide to a Good and Safe Trip. Like I said with the question before, you just got to you know, be in a good mindset and be comfortable. Set and setting with a sitter. Good sitter, sober sitter. Just do that and you'll be fine, I think. like that's And just make sure you know what you're getting into and don't do a high dose first and don't take any more if you're not tripping yet. Wait until the next day or another time and you do a higher dose next time. But if you don't feel it and then you take another big dose, you'll be like, oh shit, well now I'm doing double. So just be careful with dosage and make sure you're doing the right drug that you bought. You don't want to get some LSD and you take an NBOME and you should fucking get your head blown off. That doesn't happen on NBOME, but that's what it feels like. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Next one's by Ted Gunderson. Are you familiar with universities supplying IV DMT drips to people in an attempt to map out the other side? You know what? I think I have heard about that, and uh, that's very interesting. Um I'll have to look into that more. Maybe I'll make a video on it. Um, yeah, I think I've heard a little bit of that. Like I saw a headline or something. <laughs> That's all I mean by it. But uh, yeah, I've heard of that before. Just a little bit. <sighs> Still got this kombucha. This next one's by Holly Langyol. Sorry if I pronounce any of your guys' name wrong. But uh, what do you feel is the most underrated substance out there? And on the positive side and on the negative side, okay. Substances that need more awareness because of the dangers and risks of using with the other substances and substances that are simply overused and not feared enough. I hope this makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. Don't worry. Most underrated substance. Uh, you know, I have to say gabapentin. I really like gabapentin. I could say Adderall or Molly, but those are very popular and everyone likes that. But gabapentin, no one really talks about it. Like, it makes me feel... It just makes me feel happy. Like there's, I've never had a bad time on it. And you could do a high dose. Like I was doing, I remember on election night in 2016, I was at my friend's house, my old friend's house. And every time Trump or Hillary, Trump won a state, we would take a 300 milligram gabapentin. And I mean, he passed out after like, I don't know how many, but like dude, I was still doing it. I was having a great time. It was, it was fucking fun. His dad had a supply of it. And we were just taking it. It was great. That's if I ever get prescribed anxiety medication, I hope it's that and not Xanax because if I get Xanax, I will fucking have a terrible time. I don't know if they would say no to me saying no to Xanax, but I do not want to take that or any benzo. I want to gabapentin. I feel is safe. I wouldn't overdo it and it would just be a lot better for me. Um, underrated negative side though. Let's see here. Um, What's negative? Well, there's, I'd have to say, I don't know. There's not too many negatives. There's not problems with the negative drugs. Like the negative ones are like heroin, meth, crack. All those are negative, but like we already know that. Um, but yeah, there's really, you just got to be safe with drugs. I mean, you can't, any drug could be negative for you. Caffeine, weed, that could be all negative. So you just got to be careful how much you intake, like, 
become a lazy, lazy bum on weed. You don't have a job. Like that shit can happen. Like you get super procrastinate. Like you procrastinate. Uh, but if you if you smoke weed and you get your shit done, good for you. Like I'm proud of you. But there's people out there who live their whole life devoted to weed, who just wear pajamas all the time. You guys know who I'm talking about. You've seen these people before. That's the that's when you have a problem with weed. That's when you should stop. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably it. Risa Risa Dreamer Risa Deemer, sorry. How do you recommend a first time user approach psychedelics? Um, well. I wouldn't go in blind. I would definitely research what you're doing. Uh, check, like, before I started doing drugs, I was always on Arrowhead, like, all the time. I was reading trip reports on there, and now I can't believe I'm reading them for you guys now. And Reddit reports and, you know, just anywhere I could find a trip report. But, uh, yeah, just got to, you know what you're getting into. Uh, be comfortable again, like I said, and uh, just... You just can't you can't really expect what's gonna happen because it could be different for anybody. You know, something can happen to this, uh, something could happen to you that's totally different than what can happen to somebody else. So you just gotta know what you're getting into. Uh, maybe do a small dose first so you know what it feels like, and then take a bigger dose, something like that. I don't know. Eli asks, if you were in charge of all laws and regulations on all drugs, how would you run things? Um, I would definitely legalize shrooms and weed all over the place, uh, but only you can only buy a certain amount of shrooms. I'd say like uh, you can't do too much. Um, I would probably make most psychedelics. I'd probably make less criminalized. I still wouldn't want. I still don't think we should make it fully legal uh, because there are some dangers to it that you got to be careful about. Like if you take too much. It, that can be bad but like also you know if it's still all decriminalized like they're still gonna find a way to do it might as well make it legal so yeah maybe i make it legal um for the more harder substances out there um like heroin and you know, opioids any kind of like that like i would definitely have more centers where you could do it like and be safe instead of being out on the street and like you know just knocked over and dead basically but I would still make those illegal. I you gotta like I do not want I don't know I don't think that would take away the drugs because it's I mean it's not because it's already illegal. But there's got to be a way that we can fix you know these addictions. I know that these addictions are caused by the government because they put them. They like to say they like to take drugs off the street, but they're fucking coming from the government. So like, what are you trying to do? I would definitely try to stop the supply of it and just you know. Maybe put every addict on methadone. I don't know. <laughs> I have I've never done any hard drug like that. The only hard drug I've ever done is cocaine, uh, and it was only a bump, bump or two. So it was I don't really count that anyway. It didn't really affect me. But yeah, just I'd be safer with things with harder drugs and shit, and then I'd legalize psychedelics basically. Trippy, Trippy Gurami asks what substances did you take so far oh i've taken plenty <laughs> my first one i ever took was uh lyrica which is surprisingly pregabalin and then i did weed acid uh weed acid um and i took morning glory hawaiian baby wood roast and then i started taking adderall vivance concerta all those ritalin um yeah, that's that was all in high school too. I got all those in high school, and then I did coke, like I said before, but that was doesn't really even count. Uh, MDMA, Molly, uh, 
what else shrooms i did shrooms i already said that though um kratom i've done kratom before i've done fenibut um what else is there alcohol <laughs> that counts though bro um yeah so that's what i can think of off the top of my head i've done mostly that and maybe some other stuff nothing hard like i said uh this next one's by live long and prosper mary definitions and explanations like deter is also known as and it's a plant just be careful because i know it's super easy to get a strike for educating people on this platform sadly um oh so like you're asking deter, like deter is also known as and it's a plant i'm sorry if i'm not getting this question that right um like you want me to explain the drugs i don't really know that much information on them i'm sorry like i have to go on wikipedia and do that like i don't really know off the top of my head really all what they what the explanation for them are and shit so i'm sorry i can't answer this question but um yeah curious uh that's the name of the username how the hell do you work mail in this weather um well you don't you just suffer and uh you feel like dying that's basically all it is like you just want to kill yourself uh, which you almost do every day driving in those damn mail trucks in the snow like get into a freaking accident it's fucking scary like um last friday when it was negative 28 oh my god not not this previous friday but the friday before that dude i was freaking i mean i can't believe they has come into work like we just delivered packages and that's it and we delivered whatever like magazines we had and like there's no point in coming in. We were just delivering stupid packages. Like, and the next day, like we delivered the rest, the, the, the mail we had because the mail truck didn't even come because you know, it was such bad conditions. Like driving to work was fucking awful. I'm, I'm only like a 12 minute drive, 12, 13 minute drive. But dude, I was like, I mean, I couldn't even see anything. I couldn't see a foot in front of me. That's how bad it was. It was just bad that day. I would never, if it's like that outside, just have us stay home. Like, there's no point coming in. We got to leave at, like, 2 o'clock anyway. Like, they had us get off the street. So, like, why would you have us come in? Seriously. But, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you work you work hard in the wintertime. In the summertime, it's hot. But the perfect time to work is, like, autumn and spring. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. The next question is Fabian Sanchez. Fabian Sanchez. What do you think of the DMT entity phenomenon? What do you think it says about our minds or DMT? Well, I think since DMT is part of the brain, I think we're unlocking a, a fourth dimension or fourth dimension or fifth dimension or whatever. We're, we're seeing what reality really is. That's just my opinion on it. I think, I think drugs are the gateway to the actual world, and I think that's why they're illegal and they don't want us to see. I think that's why we see those things. Like I, th I feel like you know I've never done DMT, like I said, but I really want to try it just for that reason. But like if we already have DMT in the brain and we're smoking it and we're tri we're triggering it like you know that's then you know if if that's in our brain like just think about that what are our brains are made of neurons and fucking shit and like if that's inside of us already like I might be speaking out of my ass here I don't really know but like that's what I'm going off if I'm wrong in the comments tell me please um I feel like we're helping cuz our brain you know we don't use all of it, you know, most people don't use any of it, but <laughs> um, we're just unlocking the new world. That's all it, well, not new world, though, the real world. I think we're just living in a programmed uh, simulation and, you know, I'm fine with it. I don't really want to, 
I mean, it's kind of scary to see what's on the other side. It's interesting, but it's kind of scary. I kind of like living in this programmed world where everything is put for us. But, you know, I don't like being controlled, but I I like, um, you know, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, except having a job and shit and working and, you know, paying bills. But other than that, I mean, you could be pretty happy in this life. And, uh, yeah. But if you do DMT, you know, you can unlock new new things. And, uh, yeah, maybe you could see that. Uh, I, that's what I really want to try it. So, yeah. Canon Brun, what does your drug abuse look like? Um, I was addicted to DPH for a while. Uh, a while, I say, like a couple weeks. Um, and uh, occasionally for months. Uh, that was bad. Um, that was before I knew that DPH caused... Uh, dementia if you get older so uh, i didn't i don't think i did enough for that to happen but it's possible uh that and then i really had a bad addiction to xanax and benzos i was fucking gone dude i i was bad it was fun but it was bad i show up to school on xanax like i don't know how i got through the day at school on it like it was incredible how i'm still alive uh did i say who that was from cannon brun uh this next one's by Danny Phantom. Can you hallucinate from just smoking deter? I've been smoking a lot lately. You know what? I don't know if you can. If you can, it's probably very light and you wouldn't really notice that much, but I feel like you probably could if you did enough, but I'm not really sure. Don't quote me on that, but from what I've heard, yeah. Uh, this last one uh, is by Hippie Joe. If you're not supposed to if you're not supposed to do drug, why so tasty? Comma, mmm, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, I don't know. Uh, they're they're very they're very good. I like the bitter ones on LSD paper. If it's a bitter, it's a spitter. But in my case, I like to swallow it because I like bitter. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Um, yeah, they're pretty tasty. Some of them are good, you know. Uh, I just love the taste of sunflower. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, so pretty good, pretty good question there. You know, if you're not supposed to do drug, why it's so tasty? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just can't get over the fact that it's so tasty. Uh, drugs are so good. I love the taste of them so much. All right, that was all my questions for today. Uh, thank you for giving me all those. That was fun to answer them. Uh, I went on for a lot of them, but hey, we got through it. All right. Um, Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. I don't know when, but we'll see you next time. This has been the Thought Loop Podcast, and I'm your host, the Trip Keeper. Goodbye. Goodbye.